Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Food for Thought. <laughs> Sorry, it's a lot, I know. A podcast cat fest where in a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, <laughs> identity, culture, what we like to read, and who we like to read. I feel like my Tommy impression just gets worse. It just it, it, literally it, 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 it just is really it's I'm like a deflating like balloon a, <laughs> to slip in there. I say that with love, but <laughs> food for thought. A cry for help. <laughs> I'm Fran. I'm a writer. I'm an editor, and I'm really relieved that the earth is ending. I'm so glad. It's finally just gonna melt, and we're, I'm just so glad it's over. <laughs> That's just a retweet relieved. of my comment. <laughs> uh, I'm Joe, scientist, nonfiction writer, and my blood alcohol content grows linearly with the length of the 45th presidency. Aww. And I am Dennis Norris II, and I'm a reader, a writer, a washed-up former figure skater, and my new drag name is Liquid Joy. Oh. (laughs) Chic. Uh, In the studio, we have Heron Walker, an amazing writer who has broken a food-for-thought record as the only person to have been on the podcast three times. Oh my god, I'm the first oh. trans to do something. This oh. is my trans first moment. <laughs> this, oh my god, I'm the first trans woman to be on Food for Thought twice. It's probably not even true, but I'll still claim it like every trans Three first. times. Three, three times because you were on our Christmas special. <laughs> Help! I'm significant. Um, hey. Welcome to the studio, Aaron. Hi, I'm Heron Walker. I'm a writer and freelance journalist, and you're all fucking canceled. Go to your room. Go to your room. Bye. We have a scrumptious episode today. What do we got on the menu, Joe? Today on the menu, Dennis swipes right on literally every basic boy of all time. Sorry. (laughs) We make you way less lonely by answering your adoring questions. Our show gets optioned for a not at all problematic, very high representation level, high budget Netflix show from Shonda Rhimes. And finally, for our dessert, we install a wine cozy in our shower. Woo! <laughs> Woo. We accomplished a lot tonight, y'all. It's, this home improvement reboot is weird. Uh, I'm I'm the one who's behind the um, Wilson. Will I'm Wilson? Oh he my god, him. you are he Wilson. Has a name. <laughs> you are so Wilson. Take it away. I'm feeling a little peckish, so let's start the top of this show the way any good top sh- <laughs> should with a little tease, a little something to wet your palates. It's our amuse-bouche. So today we're going to amuse your bouches with a little game we call Swipe Right, Swipe Left. If you have never played Swipe Right, Swipe Left, which I think Heron has never played Swipe Right, Swipe Left before. I, and I played true? Tinder too much. Yeah. <laughs> She's familiar. Um... <laughs> 
It is a game wherein we uh, list a bunch of cultural forms, like pop cultural phenomenon, what have you, and we decide whether we're going to swipe right or swipe left right. on them. And if you out there have never used Tinder before, swiping left Don't is, start now. Is the, don't start now. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> Quit while you don't have yeah. three strains of, God, of herpes. Aww. Oh, good lord. We don't Jeff. herpes shames here. We love herpes. We love herpes. Um, swiping left is the bad one. In case we um, okay, so swipe right, swipe left. Left, Abba. Is that your is that your Abba impression, Joseph? Um, swipe left on Joe. <laughs> but swipe swiping right. left on Joe. Is that like on pitch down Abba. Ariana Grande trying to do it? Like I heard not one consonant. That was Ariana Grande slowed down. <laughs> <laughs> At point to the speed. <laughs> swipe right. We all swipe right on ABBA. Yeah. I have. They're just so much fun. Fun the fact, harmonies. I have a, an ABBA tattoo. Wow. Says you can dance. Seriously, yeah. if you ever run into Fran on the streets, if, if you want to see Fran in a brief moment of happiness that will last about just 30 seconds. Blast that song. <laughs> just a little mm-hmm. bit of Dancing Queen. Just and she will twirl and be happy. I and really. Then, she will. Just for a moment. And then eviscerate you in a single sentence. <laughs> and then I will remember thereafter. that <laughs> the earth is melting and everyone is racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. That's on like my Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Welcome to this next installation yeah. of Joe's Twitter. <laughs> Gay Kathy comic. Joseph <laughs> It's me. It's me. (laughs) Swipe right. Swipe right. Swipe left. The New York Times. Uh, Oh. Oh. Aaron, do you have this one? Hi, Aaron. I mean, like, sometimes you swipe right on things that, like, you don't like and it won't end well, so. (laughs) But, like, they're there. They are there. I don't know. I just, like, if I, I just keep reading it. (laughs) <laughs> no, swipe yeah. right yeah you don't always make good choices on true. tinder true i personally don't make good choices on tinder swipe right fuck the new york times swipe <laughs> right. d it's it's a really tough call because i sometimes enjoy modern love but also the oh, new york god. times oh publishes frank bruni oh god oh. um do you all know about incognito window so you don't have to pay for things yeah oh. wait what yeah so you know when you hit your paywall of 10 articles a month you click right click and then do incognito window incognito window it's a porn and you browser get unlimited numbers of articles so i swipe right on illegal re- illegally reading the new york times without paying them for their shit actually Wait, a yeah. slightly more efficient gateway to that is oh, yes. the instapaper app oh. you can save oh. all articles behind a paywall onto instapaper and they download the article Look at us. This is i think a it's life hack as well i think it's really despicable that you're all advocating ways to just like rob the hashtag resistance a <laughs> <laughs> journalist okay. do you remember that well, like yeah, they are new york hashtag- times yeah, yeah, is yeah. like ad campaign from 2016 <laughs> Support the resistance, like support independent journalism despite all their fucking Nazi profiles. (laughs) Yeah. Support the resistance. Also, both sides are good. Also, look at their haircuts. Look at their boots. Oh my god, I can't wait for like the Nazi haircut to be on the front page of the styles section. (laughs) (laughs) Already. Oh no, that was the nation. They were like, look at the dapper young, like like, Nazi conservatives (laughs) taking over Washington Must. They called them fucking dapper. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Swipe right, swipe left. Hooking up with coworkers. Left, mm. left, 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 left. Oh wow! Because oh. I'm speaking from experience, Dennis. I mean, I've done it, so I ha- I have swiped right. So swipe right. You would still do it in the present. Um, 
You know, there isn't anyone that I'm attracted to at my current workplace. <laughs> I thought no. you were going to say. <laughs> Alex, no, the producer, right. is sitting immediately behind Dennis, nodding the fuck out of her head. <laughs> sure. Being like, yes. But are you talking about change? food for thought or are you talking about not food We are not co-workers. <laughs> <laughs> we are not. No. Um, but Fran yeah, is no, fingering you right change. now. <laughs> when, oh, my God. When that when that changes, it's, yeah, I, I don't, whatever. We're all grown. Wow, but okay. we're not always all grown, and you I don't find that grown. out until after. No, you might be grown, but you not you may not find out the other person isn't grown until you start getting like text messages, Slack messages, emails, phone calls ah! at three a.m. in the morning, <gasps> despite you telling the person to leave you alone after hooking up and thinking everything was cool and communicated <gasps> and like oh, adult and mature. Yeah. So but anyway, that, that has that, nothing to do with them being a coworker. That's just a crazy person. No, I mean, fair. but they have. A- they have fair. multiple but then you have to see them. them. You have to, see, you have to them. see them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's just. But it's I all hypothetical, right? You can, yeah. you can like, yeah, totally. You can like <laughs> fuck people who'll fucking harass you in your workplace who actually don't even get paid to be there. They could just sneak in, you know, just wait for that person. <laughs> <laughs> you know? In the, honestly, in the right neighborhood, That's that right. is so real. <laughs> Fuck your mailman. That is so fuck, real. fuck your man. Do not fuck your mailman. That's I would so fuck my mailman. The UPS guy at my job, I oh, I love it when he comes. He is so cute. <laughs> I bet you do. In Every- a minute. In name, a minute. Wait, name five men who don't think are so cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, two of them are sitting at this table right here. <laughs> I love being a woman. <laughs> Like the protagonist in Flower Drum Song, I enjoy being a girl in this I moment. Love De- that movie. Dennis is and super into musical. only the most dapper of the Nazis, but would absolutely swipe oh right God. on them oh, on no. Tinder. It's it's my enti- Richard Spencer. You would swipe right on Richard Spencer, Dennis. No, you know you no, would. no, 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 Dennis. No, 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 no. no. I mean, I think he's. I think he's a homo. The- I do think oh, he's a homo. That's not besides but that's the a point. Different, I know, I, that that would be tough. My my Stockholm syndrome does have some limitations. <laughs> wow, got it. Anyway, taking a moral stance against Nazis before that's a this big podcast deal. gets canceled. <laughs> Just kidding, it's already been canceled multiple <laughs> times. times. Um, hooking up with your friend's exes. Hmm. Oh, swipe right. I feel ah. Listen, you don't, I mean, not as a rule, but like, if, I mean, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't go behind my friend's back unless mm-hmm. I really think my friend wouldn't care or not go behind, but like not say anything. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, once y'all are over, <laughs> unless Heron. you're trying to get back together. Heron. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I, I feel like, in, yeah, it's sort of similar. I, I feel like maybe I would try to like, at least as someone who has done it as a teenager and an mm. Also, sometimes they're not exes. It's in my twenties. Um, <gasps> like I generally recommend against just doing it impulsively, as if it's just like someone you're not tangentially connected with. Mm-hmm. You know, check in with your friend and see, like, hey, it would be cool if I do this. Blah blah blah. Um, with trans women in the Bedsty Bushwick area that I live in, it's kind of unavoidable if you're hooking <laughs> oh, up with people on the apps. Yeah. So, mm, but yeah. still, like, if it was someone's ex, I would probably hit her up just because I'm like, holy shit, you have an ex in the first place, not just like we're sharing the same one time dick or something. Mm, but, right. Yeah. Fair. Also, to see, like, hey, so is he going to like, like, f- beat me up? Okay, great, great, cool. cool. <laughs> that, Got right? it. That's yeah. real. Um, oh? <laughs> I have. Importantly, I actually have had the opportunity to hook up with um, a friend's ex that I thought was super hot, but I didn't do it. My sense of loyalty is very strong to friends, but I do hook up with exes friends. Mm. So swipe left Mm. on friends exes. Oh, that's totally fine. But swipe right 
on ex's friends. Wow, well, that's, that's pretty I mean, vindictive. that's called revenge sex. That is revenge fun. sex. No, it, actually, ever. sometimes revenge it's just is... like, sometimes you just really would like to fuck all of the hot dancer friends of your ex. Just yeah, say, for true, example, true. I don't know what I'm talking Wait, about. Wait, do you have an ex who is a dancer? <laughs> I don't know. I, didn't know this. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. I actually can't tell if you're kidding. No, I've listened to one episode of the podcast, much less like 18. I know that Joe has a dancer ex. I mean, also Twitter. Yeah. Um, swipe right, swipe left. More polarizing content coming your way. Uh, mm. Gwyneth Paltrow. Swipe left. Even from me. <laughs> oh, wow, that was so fast. Wow, wow. I did not expect you just swiped right on Nazis, but left. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. I think it's a deep, deep jealousy out of Dennis. <laughs> Dennis is, wants to be Gwyneth so bad. They are nodding. I feel incredibly seen right now. Heron wow. is like Heron is oh gone. My God, Heron dying. left the room. <laughs> I'm dying. Wow. <laughs> she named her website Goop. <laughs> I just I think you don't want to buy a, a $99 crystal egg to put inside your butthole. It's made of jade. <laughs> jade. I'm gonna buy it off of eBay. <laughs> Left. $12. Pre-owned. My pre-owned. Pre-owned. <laughs> pre-owned anal egg. Lightly used. I I don't know. I was just watching the talented Mr. Ripley the other night, and she's like totally insane and serviceable in it. So like swipe right. <laughs> I, I, I swipe right on Gwyneth the actress. Swipe left on Gwyneth the person. Yes. I yeah. swipe right on all of all them. of it. I love. <laughs> I mean, the white womanhood of her <laughs> is just so appealing. The quiet to me. feminism of famous white women. <laughs> Who named I mean, their children after fruit. Every photo shoot, every time she says something in public, I feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like, have you ever watched a Nancy Myers movie like The Holiday? And like, oh, it's complicated. No. The baskets okay. over the fucking so, like, kitchen yeah. island. Yeah, every single Nancy Myers film is about like an extremely wealthy white person with like a beautiful kitchen, and they're in a moment of romantic crisis. And everything every is going wrong. Um, every and that's one. how I feel when I consume Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. I just, it makes sense. I mean, it is a feel-good situation. But is it? I feel the eggshell <laughs> turtleneck creeping up over my face. <laughs> <laughs> I feel comforted. <laughs> uh, and lastly, uh, swipe right, swipe left. Uh, Zach Efron's brother, Dylan Efron. Oh, <laughs> Yes. Who? Yes, I added that one to the doc. Dennis, swipe oh, right. He Dennis, is they're gonna make well, you look at a fucking true. Nazi. I swear to God, I'm not. I'm not the only one. There was a whole BuzzFeed article, listicle of, course of his gifts. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like um, he would be. He looks like a guy. He's yeah. a guy. <laughs> He is a guy. Yeah, he looks like he would be not like a model in like a furniture catalog, but like the the background of yes. the model yes. of the furniture. He's an catalog. extra in a JC Penny shoot. Yeah, but not the model. He's, not the, model. he's like the background. Yeah. He seems just fine. Dennis. <laughs> Dennis. Swipe right. Dennis. Swipe right. Oh my god. I'm fine. Honey. Like, I mean, fine with well, it. it's better that's high school attractive, but like <laughs> Alex is looking at photos Alex and wigging out. All just like this is just a human. Hey, Alex. Quaking. Salvage this. Salvage this. <laughs> well, thank you all for playing, I think. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe not. Sorry. I think I regret this all. <laughs> 
Get out your coin purses, benches. It's time for Penny for your thoughts. Cha-ching! Via email. The first question is, I'd be curious to hear you all discuss experiences of loneliness and isolation within the queer community. It's something that I've struggled with a great deal, both where I currently live and the last city I lived in as well. I've heard others echo similar feelings. Heron and I have left the room. <laughs> We're like, goodbye. <laughs> nope. Fran-shaped hole Queer loneliness. Oh, God. I, the first thing that came to mind is that, like, it's, uh, it's really important to know the difference between being lonely and being alone. Mm. Because, like, I know that sounds so basic and it sounds like the front of a, a greeting card about grief or something like that. But, like, I truly, like, it took me a really long time to find out that like being alone is like one of my greatest times for creative work it's uh, one of my greatest times for emotional labor for getting things done getting to do lists done like there's so much to be that you can do within being alone and being introspective that you can use uh to your to your agency um but also you know when it comes to loneliness specifically within the queer queer community um yeah i've said on this podcast before like gay bars the place where i feel like the most alone a lot of the time um i think my queer community really isolates me a lot because when you and sometimes this is work that they're doing sometimes this is stuff that you're doing in your own head when you feel like you don't belong or uh when you know you don't belong or where you just like can assume that everyone will not accept you because you're not a certain way mm-hmm. um you want to get the fuck out of there mm-hmm. and you feel super mm-hmm. tiny yeah um, i definitely like i i think a lot of this sometimes comes from the the thing you said about like it's something you're doing to yourself um that's like super real because uh sometimes there's this idea of I think maybe this like exists on a foundational level for almost anyone, but uh, when you're like uh, gay or queer, or, like trans or lesbian, bisexual, um, non-binary, anything, um, it, it it becomes the idea of the capital C community. Mm. At least, like personally, is something I have a history mm. of like thinking that it exists exactly as I imagine it exists, mm. and part of how it exists is somehow outside of my reach, and that I don't Always. exist within it. And that also I am a bad person or failing in a certain way for not being a part of the queer community that I am imagining in the first place or now the Mm. trans community or just whatever cudgel I invent to like Mm. beat myself with when I'm alone and no one's being mean to me except myself. (laughs) Um, Which is the worst. uh, And like, and and sometimes, because really like the, the solution to that is like, oh, I feel like really lonely. It's like, okay, well, there are like, at least in New York and Brooklyn, there there are spaces you can go to to yeah. just you just have to like be more involved. Also, sometimes I've noticed that um, uh, I mean, one thing that has helped me over the years was realizing, uh, okay, wait a minute. So I may not feel like this bar or this bar or this space or this event space or community space or whatever is like my community space, but like let me think about who my friends are. Mm. Almost all of my friends um except for um a man i love who is on my lease who is a wonderful um cousin parallel to me at this point but he is straight and i accept him um (laughs) like i i I had to remind myself a couple years ago just like okay all of my friends are queer all my friends are gay Mm. tons of my friends are like like lesbians tons of my friends are trans more and more of my friends are trans like i do have communities um but we just don't necessarily have like space to congregate in this idea that I had imagined Mm -hmm. in my early and mid twenties as like, this is how community functions. And because it's not functioning, like I imagined I must not be a part of it and therefore I'm bad. But it's like, no, it's like my friend's living room is a 
queer community space. This is Word. sorry. This is like no, please. really. Someone's gonna turn that into balloon letters on oh like my God. their wall or something, and just someone, like be someone, so corny. But like, I mean it. I don't. Someone know. just wrote that on like their dry erase board in their college dormitory <laughs> just now. But it's true though. It's like your your community is who you have with you, yeah. and and sometimes it actually does fit what you're looking for. You're just trying to find ways to be hard on yourself. Yeah. But, that is so that's very very real um i tend to so i tend to be a person who um actually does a fair amount of self isolation because as much sort of um out as much of an outgoing personality as i seem to perform i really am a much more introverted person and so i th- i think a lot about this quote uh, which really has nothing to do with this in its context, but this quote from Toni Morrison in Beloved, where I believe it's Baby Sugg says to her, you your own best thing, Setha. And the reason why I return to that quote a lot when I'm thinking about queer loneliness specifically is because queer loneliness basically sums up the first decade of my queer life. Mm. Like growing up in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, in the suburbs, going to a school where it was not okay to be queer, Mm. and then going to a college where it was super okay to be queer, but there weren't actually very many queer people who were there. (laughs) um, I did not know how to interact like with the gay community. When I moved to New York, I sometimes would say, oh, I'm like really terrified to go to gay bars. And I didn't go to my Mm -hmm. first gay bar until I went to a friend's birthday party that was at a gay bar. And then I kind of began to develop a queer community. And I do think that geography can sometimes matter, um, but not everyone can just up and move to New York. So we have to find other ways of finding that community. And I think, or or find other ways of dressing the wounds of our queer loneliness. Mm -hmm. And there are, I don't have all of the answers for everyone, but I know that for me, one of the ways in which I do that is through cherishing the time when I am alone, as Fran was sort of talking about, and thinking, I might even feel a little lonely in that moment, but I am my own best thing, and I have it within myself to make myself happy and to make myself feel safe and loved in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, there are other there are just other ways that we can do that to sort of... Um, salve those wounds Mm. Mm -hmm. and more oh sorry what were you gonna say joe yeah i mean i i think really hard about that that feeling that i get when i am really lonely and really want to be around people but i'm too tired to be around people like that's the lonely Mm -hmm. as i is that combination Mm -hmm. of like my god i can't do anything but like i'm so isolated and lonely Mm -hmm. um and i think i always think that like life is gonna fix it Mm -hmm. and i have like i have the best community of queer weirdos in the world mm. but like you feel lonely sometimes like always yeah, no you know what. and i was at a talk recently by kiese lehman who has an incredible new book out heavy that everyone should absolutely check out and he was talking about um the particular loneliness of being a successful black writer in his mid-40s and having a house and having financial stability but like in order to do that he had to pick up and move a lot of different places and now has a house where he doesn't have a community and it's a big old house and you know he's writing for all of these outlets that are incredible and making money from his writing but like he's motherfucking lonely Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. that i think we always think that a community or success or this other thing is going to make us feel not lonely. And it, it never, it fundamentally never does. Mm-hmm. So for me, it almost is just about accepting loneliness and making the choice mm-hmm. to care for myself through it mm-hmm. and care. Yes. And, and like you were saying, Dennis, like in terms of solving the wounds, like invest in those relationships that are going to be the decade long relationships, mm-hmm. because those are the ones that like 
salve the deep wound and like yes. the, the little lonelinesses come and go but like when you have people who've been in your life for 10 years and you share mutual care you mm-hmm. know that you have foundationally you have a family i keep thinking of this song by are y'all familiar familiar with mitski yeah so like there's this song by her on her new album i think it was one of the big singles nobody um, that <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god, the lesbians yeah, yes. in the room are screaming. But, yeah. <laughs> I try not to always listen to it because I'm like, sometimes it actually will send me over the deep end into the irrational, <laughs> like lizard brain, like I hate myself brain, where it's like everything that you think is the worst thing about yourself oh. is true. So like, I don't always want to like trigger that, but um, it is like a really good song that I think captures the kind of like um, the the voice in your brain that is just like look, I know this isn't rational, but also like, I'm fucking lonely. Like the part that's like, I know no one will save me. I'm just asking for a kiss. Give me one good movie kiss and I'll be all right. Nobody. Oh, nobody. (laughs) I think it just like captures that. It's just like, Look, I just like nobody, nobody, they, nobody. I'm they just stole in the that liminal from, space. They stole that from my Twitter. Oh, shut <laughs> up, Joe. Shut the fuck up. This episode of Food for Thought was brought to you by the magical folks over at Everlane. Ever, um, the other week, we got our Everlane products in the mail, and Dennis experienced a real-life unboxing video. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is my life. But um, I will say, like, one of my favorite things... Uh, is this wide-legged uh, denim pant. It is in black. I'm wearing it right now as we speak, and I've worn it like every single day for the last six consecutive days. Hi, literally. This is Joe. Their jeans fit. They fit perfectly. <laughs> Their the jeans. Best tagline. Fit. Dennis, what was your so favorite hard. thing? Um, so it's kind of a tough call because I'm not going to lie. I have been wearing the like the leggings and the black pants like nonstop. But this is actually the thing. I am obsessed with the Day Magazine tote. Everlane only makes premium essentials using the finest materials without traditional markups. And they tell you their real costs so you don't overpay. Because Everlane sells to you directly, their prices are 30 to 50% lower than traditional re- retailers. Everlane's clothes look better, cost less, mm. and last longer. Yes. Everlane's All timeless true. essentials are just what you're looking for. No frills, just quality. And right now, you can check out our personalized collection at everlane.com slash T-H-O-T. Plus, you'll get free shipping on your first order. That's everlane.com slash T-H-O-T. T-H-O-T. Everlane.com slash T-H-O-T. T-H-O-T. Hi. Are any of you thoughts planning a wedding? If so, number one, Joe is very jealous. And number two, Zola is here to make the process easy for you and the one you love. I don't know what that's like. Y'all, if you don't believe us, join the 500,000 who have already used Zola to take the stress out of wedding planning, and I feel you on that. They help you make free wedding websites, affordable, save the dates and invitations, and easy-to-use planning tools. Who, who who listens to the podcast and doesn't love a tool? I mean, yes, but they don't know that everyone who listens to our podcast is, like, single as fuck. But start, we all love tools. Start with your free wedding website. It's so easy and takes just minutes to set up. We know your thoughts love options. And Zola has you covered. There are over a hundred wedding website designs to choose from. So it'll fit Dennis's dream wedding 
or France, and they could not be more different. <laughs> Truly, I'm, I'm sorry. You'll, you'll never ladder up to my dream wedding. There's no uh, mine will be far more expensive than Finally, yours. Finally, use Zola to create the perfect wedding registry so you get all the gifts you actually want. The Zola store has a selection of gifts at all different price points, so there's something for every guest to give. To start a free wedding website and get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com slash T-H-O-T. That's Zola. Dot com z o l a dot com slash t h o t t h o t This message comes from iHeartRadio sponsor Mercury Insurance. If you're looking to save some money, you should really think about getting a quote from Mercury because Californians save an average of six hundred seventy-seven dollars with Mercury. It's quick and easy, and in just a few minutes, you might find you could save a lot of money on your auto and home insurance. Plus, Mercury was named one of America's best insurance companies by Insure.com four years in a row. Low rates, big discounts, great insurance. Go to mercuryinsurance.com today to get a quote. It's crazy how much we have to pay for outdated, impersonal health care, and even crazier that we all just accept it. It's time to face facts. Health care is backwards. Luckily, there's forward a new approach to primary care that's surprisingly personal and refreshingly straightforward. Forward never makes you feel like just another patient. Backed by top-rated doctors and the latest tech, Forward gives you access to personalized care whenever you need it. Using in-depth genetic analysis and real-time blood work, Forward's top-rated doctors provide you with in-depth insights to better understand your genetics, mental, and physical health. They then create custom, easy-to-understand plans to help guide you to achieving long-term health. With Forward, you get unlimited in-person visits with your doctor and access to care anytime via the Forward app, all for one flat monthly fee. It's time to stop accepting backwards health care and start moving your health forward. Visit GoForward.com today to learn more. That's GoForward.com. Me, 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 but also you... The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi guys, Katie Lowe's here. You might know me as Quinn Perkins on Scandal. I'm also the host of Katie's Crib, a podcast about all things parenthood. Katie's Crib is back with new episodes every Thursday. We have got such an awesome lineup of guests. Michelle Buteau on having twins, Katerina Scorsone on raising three children, Kat McPhee Foster on being a new mom. We'll be covering everything from discipline to mom brain. Tune in. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm. <laughs> it's time we get into the meat of our discussion, the thought process, if you will, spelled T-H-O-T. T-H-O-T. I can't yeah. spell. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm so happy Heron's here. <laughs> and uh, for today's main dish, we have representation. Who the fuck is it for anyway? <laughs> That's all I have, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know her. Um, no, I mean, like, I used to consume, like, gay medias, gay TV shows, gay shit all the time without criticizing it at all. I mean, I was starred for it, and I'm sure a lot of y'all were, too. Um, I used to be like, representation, it matters. Mm-hmm. Like, it matters, don't worry about it. And, like, not ask any questions. And I used to fight for representation, like, I paid my rent. Uh, well, does it? 
Uh, it does now, currently, but <laughs> at the time it did not. Which I have written articles where it did pay my rent. Yeah. Listen, yeah. that direct deposit. At the time it did not. It was just a little baby gay who just like wanted to watch, you know, like Will and Grace in peace. Um, oh. And uh, and I can't help but feel, well, first of all, my how the tables turned because I'm critical as hell. Um, but also, like, I, I can't help but feel critical of like, all kinds of representation of queerness in the mainstream mm-hmm. at all times, every time, even when that representation is objectively good sometimes. Um, and I always wonder, and I wonder if y'all wonder, um, when does when is quote-unquote bad representation disservice our mission? Is there such a thing as quote-unquote bad representation? Yes! And then, <laughs> oh. and then when does it move along? When does it move us along like even if it moves, if it's moving us like very slowly, you know? Uh, but to start us all off, I just want to know, when was the first time that you were critical or if not the first, an early memory of being critical of something that was queer in the mainstream? I was, I remember in 2003, the summer I came out on Live Journal. Hi. Um, <laughs> no, I came out on AIM. My friends catfished me and I was like, well, guess what? I'm bisexual. And they were like, oh God, this wasn't a real person. <laughs> yeah. Your she's, friends catfished you. My Real Housewives tagline: "She's got drama." <laughs> um, but, but no, I mean, that tra- summer, like, um, we we got like a week of previews of Bravo, and it was like the the year that both Queer Eye and the Forgotten reality dating show Boy Meets Boy came out. Mm. And also, I happened to watch a bunch of like Dawson's Creek reruns on TBS twice a day in the morning, and so there was this character Jack that got me watching who was gay. And I think that um, it was like talking about the show Boy Meets Boy and Queer Eye, like watching it and then like going online on Live Journal, and then like always just feeling like, oh, well, it sucks. It's it's like, I don't know if the criticism that I had was good or productive or constructive, or if it was more just like, I am both drawn to this and I'm watching it because it says that it's about me and it's somehow about people like me, but also is my criticism based in actual like, fact or is it just this feeling of oh shit I'm seeing myself but it's not exactly me and so I want to oh, destroy it mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. so it's, it's, that is a very that, real thing yeah. where you're like I need to destroy yeah, it yeah therefore it's, it's the worst thing that's ever because existed it's, yeah. it's actually like your self-loathing yeah yeah, yeah. Out. oh or even that too yeah, 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 yeah. I know that mine was <laughs> glee um, I remember when Glee Are came out. Are you 14? I, well, I mean, mm. yes, I am. I just <laughs> turned 14. Thank you very much. I remember when Glee came out, it was a, a national phenomenon. Like, it was just, it was so accepted so quickly and so so in the mainstream, not just amongst queer people. And I remember watching, like, one episode and being like, what? Like, this is <laughs> terrible. This is bad TV. Like, I remember, <laughs> yeah. and I, but I remember, uh, uh, so first of all, I wrote for like the, the, um, the culture section and edited the culture section of a local newspaper in Bloomington, Indiana at the time. And so like, <laughs> If you Googled, it's no longer the case, but if you Googled, I hate Glee, my name would be on the first page oh, of wow. Google because I had this op-ed that went quote unquote viral uh, went about like how much I hated Glee and how the representation did not represent me. I'm sure if I reread that now, it would probably be incredibly homophobic. Um, and I, because I was, I was gay. I was openly right. gay, but I was like criticizing, like my, my criticisms of it were probably internally homophobic, mm-hmm. probably. 
But I remember just still being frustrated, um, even though it was like one of the first mainstream queer things that like, you know, took flight. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Deep. Well, so not to be the second person to bring up a Ryan Murphy creation, Dude. but I'm going to be the second person to bring up a Ryan Murphy creation. Go for it. Because when I was in, I believe, eighth grade, but maybe seventh, there was this new show that started on the WB Wait. and it's called Popular. <gasps> oh my God, that show. Mary I, Cherry, queer representation. Mar- ah! I, and this is the thing. Okay, you had Mary Cherry with her beautiful long blonde hair. You had Tammy Lynn. Um, gay. Yeah, who, who is gay? <laughs> who was married? <laughs> Tammy Lynn, Lynn Lesbian. <laughs> Tammy Lynn Lesbian. She was, wasn't she married to Rosie for a while? Yeah, or, or possibly Melissa Or Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. It was, but this oh. is the thing. This is the thing. There was a character. There was a character on the show who was gay, who was played by Wentworth Miller. But they never said he was gay. Mm. But he was like very queeny. And the show was unbelievably campy. It's what's so funny to me is now I'm understanding that this was my first. That that was my first interaction with camp too. Mm. Oh. Camp, yes. And my critique of the show at the time was that one, all the kids were rich. <laughs> and it's one critique. <laughs> um, and I was just like, well, not everyone's rich. Like, I feel like I want to be part of this, but I can't. And two, pretty much everyone on the show was white. Mm. And I just remember thinking, I know Except- that this is like, I know that this is like not being created in the spirit of of normal TV, of what most of what I was consuming was. And so I, I don't know if I understood that that was queer, but I knew that it was like very different, like the whole spirit of everything, the ether of it. But it still felt completely inaccessible to me. And I understood that even though I like watched it and I l- lived for all two seasons and I like kind of aspired to it. All the non-white characters were like recurring people who would never mm-hmm. be in the opening credits. Never. N- although Nisi Nash in one episode did play like an imaginary crab, so that was fun. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't. Good to know. I don't I'm not saying it was good. Did you feel TV? represented by that moment? The imaginary crab. I was like black person. Yay! Oh my I God. will say that. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's funny. Uh, you know, I had a lot of um, desire and repulsion, which to me is like you know, the flip side of a a very thin razor edge with everything I saw queer growing up. But the first time I was able to like put words to being critical of something in a more meaningful way, critical of representation was the Dan Savage, it gets better campaign. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why? Um, Walk us through. Because it felt so I, the, the, what was the moment? The moment for someone who's maybe like, like Fran was born in 2004. <laughs> there was, um, it was, it was a moment where there were a lot of queer suicides, and Tyler Dan- Clementi is that? That's right. That was From, right. Yeah, and he was bullied. Rutgers? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He, I think Rutgers. He was bullied by his roommate, uh, or, and other people on campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you know, his roommate the, like film. I'm sorry to cut you off. To film, yeah, he filmed him with like a webcam or something like, really and, and streamed it live on campus. And outed of him, him. fucking is like someone. It was horrible, and the message was, you know, see that your life has a path that sort of ha- has exits, and that it can get better. But what I found critical as as a person who grew up in a rural space, uh, 
I found very limiting this notion that like, oh, we all just like move to New York or San Francisco or Seattle. We all are upper middle class. We get boyfriends, adopt children, go skiing on the weekends. I mean, that literally was like Dan Savage's video. Like, oh, I have a child. I have a boyfriend. I go skiing on the weekends. Like, we don't all do that. Like, right. and I fucking hate skiing. How dare you? <laughs> I love skiing, but can't afford it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it. And, and so like as a person who came from a space and uh, who has a, you know, family members who are queer, who had no interest in leaving the rural space that we came from, I wanted to move to a city and that made it easy for me to find community. But like there are many people in my life I grew up with who didn't fucking want to move to a city. And you want to know what it has been a shit ton harder for them. And consistently, in certain ways, has not gotten better. So, like, oh, my God. I was – um, I've been, like, kind of dating a boy. And he, like, Googled me and came across a video of me in, like, 2011 oh doing Lord. an anti-It Gets Better video. Oh which was just like, oh, my, oh my God, God, Joseph. Show notes. Also, Show notes. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, looking for delete, this immediately. Delete. It's Is this horrible. when you were, like, but, a preschool, like, scarf-wearing BB? Correct. Oh my god, oh, I big scarves. Correct. I, it was, uh, I wear big the scarves American now. American Circle Scarf. <laughs> I oh love god. those. I have four. Um, oh my god. But it, I mean, it was to me a moment where um, it moved pa- past discomfort. Like, mm-hmm. uh, all, my whole youth, I was uncomfortable around queer content, queer, con- queer content, because, it, because I was attracted to it. And that made me uncomfortable. Yeah. But this was a moment where I could put like, a political sort of infrastructure on why I found something to be problematic representation. You know, that sort of the exit that was trying to keep us alive did not include a lot of people. Mm. I think you're bringing up a really interesting point in the notion of representation in general and that like representation becomes, is something that is like life-giving and life-saving for a lot of people and in a lot of ways, but also representation becomes a slippery slope when only like one kind of person is being represented over and over again. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's because of a cultural phenomenon like Will and Grace that like Mm -hmm. most people in this country, especially straight people can only think of like like one or two or three different kinds of gay people and they're like all men they're all average height average weight like able-bodied like white people with like clean cut hair and like it's just like they're they're all lawyers in new york city yeah or something like that or and the and they're or they're all interior decorators they're all i mean that's not as important but the point is like there's only one version that people can imagine because will and grace took up so much space that the creators thereafter were like oh, the only way we can succeed is if we just make Will and Grace part two, you know? I I do have to say, I I think the the complication of this entire conversation is that that representation is so problematic that is literally racist and classist and, 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 you know, views men more than women and views cis people more than trans people. It also was fucking successful. Well, like, yeah, of like, course. Like it moved the the quote unquote, as Glad would say, the movable middle. Mm-hmm. Like it got us gay marriage, you know. Mm. So, like when we talk about activism, I... like it what it is and can be successful to sort of maintain certain cultural norms and shift them to be slightly queer, as opposed to be like burn the patriarchy down. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because it was so palatable yeah i was just gonna say i i feel like the money being pumped into like marriage like movement yeah moving 
probably did a lot more than will and grace yeah but Mm. yeah i don't know i have to always wonder though sometimes with with something like will and grace where the decisions are being made by straight people Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the the high the the mm-hmm. the biggest tops in the Will and Grace decision making machine are are straight people. The biggest yeah. tops, <laughs> the most toppiest tops in that whole like organization or whatever that hierarchy. They come um, after thirty seconds. Like even if I, I just don't know personally if the showrunner or the creator were gay or not. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it doesn't matter because like NBC is not run by like no. a gay man. No, or right. I guess less. No, was that CBS? I don't know. All straight men NBC. are bad. All straight men are um, bad. Fire them all. Um, I. Uh, <laughs> I Although the symbol is a rainbow peacock. Mm, wow. Thank you, Dennis. It's fucking like... <laughs> Just for the record. For that. This appropriative straight peacock <laughs> took our symbology. <laughs> um, I mean, like, the head of FX is, I'm assuming, I'm just going to, like, go speak out of my ass right now. That's not an expression, is it? I don't know. It, it is. is. It I totally is. talking out of my ass. Um, like, the head of FX is, like, probably a cis straight guy i assume i can imagine but like the showrunner is ryan murphy who has like 20 years of industry clout and like gets millions of dollars all the time so has like a lot of say and shit Mm -hmm. and has like in talking with like stephen canals and janet mock like and is making yeah and big making like very big behind the scenes decisions Mm -hmm. all decided by queer and trans people Mm -hmm. so that's like a an example that maybe pushes against that but um so maybe that's one where like the media itself is actually closer if like the parabola is skimming the x-axis of like coming closer Ooh. to like uh, i don't know does that make i don't know of, like of I, actually I like speaking to queer and trans people are centering that audience member over all others while also mm-hmm. considering obviously there's the explanations in the first or second episode of pose where yeah. they explain like by the way here's what a ballroom is and like, like it's a textbook definition like yeah. wikipedia page reading yeah. of oh chosen family or like know. all these buzzwords yeah and you're like who is this for i kind of mm-hmm. want to think about genre like tv shows and movies are very expensive to make mm-hmm. um books are a little less expensive to make. I was, <laughs> I, I had a, I, I had a revelatory conversation with someone the other day in the publishing industry where they were like, yeah, selling 10,000 books is a lot of books. Yeah. Whereas like for a podcast, 10,000 listeners is nothing. And for like <laughs> TV and film, yeah, you know, it's, it's like, it's, well, you might as well be dead. You might just yeah. like, uh, so, so thinking about like, in, and and then for like you were talking Heron about Live Journal, where you could do whatever <laughs> the fuck you want. In your in our previous discussion, you did mention Live Journal because the stakes are relatively well, low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so like, does genre like how does genre and the the medium that you're working in and how much money it costs and what the yeah. audience is like affect how you're able to represent like the shit that like because me as a writer. I've kind of said like I don't want to do anything I don't want to do like from yeah. from get yeah. and as a writer you can kind of get away with that. I think that you touch up on an actually very interesting point about the <laughs> fact that there the larger I would ins- I would go out to say the larger the audience you have the less complex you are allowed yeah! to be. Yeah, you know? exactly. I yeah. think that's like because the in order for something to be exactly. mainstream it has to be kind of dumb. Like it can't be doesn't have to be super duper dumb, but I think it has to be at least like a little bit mm-hmm. dumb. Otherwise it's not going to and I'm being crass. Like I don't have to say dumb. I can say one dimensional or I could say like shallow or like there are different adjectives for that, but like I do think that like 
when things are allowed, when things become too complex, the audience becomes more exclusionary and become it, it. It just takes more people out of the conversation, and I think that's why are some of the most complicated characters that we know are ones that are in books. Um, you yeah. know, the ones yeah. that like start in that space. One thing, one thing I, I kind of want to talk about, if that's okay, is um, no, please. like we have time. Like you were touching on this brand of just like talking about. Anything that involves any kind of representation as being important, necessary, needed, significant, and that mm. being the sort of like flattening terms we're only allowed to discuss it in. Mm. Of like, well, it's important. So also it, it it carries the implication that if I critique it as like a piece of art or a piece of like popular media, right. then I'm like threatening its importance and therefore like I might ruin the continuation of representation uh-huh. going forward. I I when I saw Love Simon, I mean, it was like, it was fine, whatever. I was like, this is a mass market movie. I think that it was a little caught up in its own importance in public discussion of it. I kept seeing online um, talk about how this kind of representation is important. If only I had this in high school. I wish I had this. I wish I had this. And I just thought that was very disingenuous and ahistorical to say mm-hmm. because I, it only made me think back to, okay, so it's, I was in high school from 2003 to 2007. I found so much representation in movies. It may not have been um, in Mean Girls or The Notebook or whatever the popular teen movies were of the time I was in high school. I mean, there was even Damien in Mean Girls. There were still gay people there. But like I had my, I just maybe had to do a little extra work to find the representation that was housed in Hedwig and the Angry Inch, oh in God. Party Monster, in the movie Camp. Not I know we have we have camp in yeah, common. Yeah. Or or like um uh yeah, like those movies I was I deeply felt seen by these movies. Or um uh I don't know, different manga I was reading, or just uh at all these de- or or Degrassi or there were just all oh, there were lots of Degrassi. things. It just maybe didn't have the same budget and the same aesthetic. So it just does make me wonder, are we saying that this never existed? as like there's never been a gay character in a teen movie before or are we saying it didn't look enough like the thing I'm used to oh, yes bitch. yes and oh my god i want a big budget mainstream movie to look like me not i want maybe the queerer thing to look like me oh yes my god yes and oh, that is gross now that is just so on point I'm feeling like I'm full, but I could fit just one more thing inside of me. Dennis knows what yeah! I'm talking about. And uh, Dennis, you, you've you got the dessert this week. What, what, what do we got? I do. Hi, guys. So as you all know, it is 2018. It's fall 2018. The world is garbage, and we all have to find ways to cope. Now, it is true that in our first season, we did an episode devoted to self-care, um, featuring but Jenna Wortham. Featuring the amazing Jenna Wortham. So I wanted to ask all of you, what are the little things that you are doing regularly in your life? Your your sort of untouchable time where you're treating yourself, where, where you're performing a little bit of self-care. The things that you look forward to that get you through your day or your week that you can just like easily do. Hmm. I do tarot every morning. So like every that, morning. that is my, yeah, that is my untouchable time. I read one card and I'm like, that is, and, and that is like five minutes where I don't have to think about my phone. I, I try to have phone this time for like a half hour or so mm-hmm. while I do that and meditate. And yeah, I think that's kind of 
my untouchable time. It's just for me. And it's also like I, I wake up really early. I'm usually up between 6 and 7.30. And if I'm up that early, no one's bothering me. Yes. yes. So, so <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this is Joe. I um have found joy in writing again. Oh. And so uh, when writing comes to me, I embrace it. And I take time out of work and I cancel social plans. Uh, and I've just found that finding space for my creative work um, has fed my joy, finding joy in my creative work, not thinking about publishing, not thinking about strategy, not trying to place essays, not writing pitches, mm-hmm. writing sentences that I really love. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm all like, Joe, that's amazing. Um, I I love my white girl voice. It's it's me living my best life. Um, <laughs> it really is. Um, no. So for me, this is going to sound kind of silly, but it's actually something that I do on a very regular basis. I would say two to three nights a week. Remember that a week is seven days. Um, Got it. I wait, 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 what? So a couple of nights a week, I do um, go into the shower with a cold <gasps> glass of oh. Chardonnay. <laughs> and it is my favorite thing <laughs> to do. Fred fell out of his chair. Fred fell out of his chair. Two to three nights a week. <laughs> yes. Fred, Two to Fred three nights a week. From six to seven a.m. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. I it, support this. It is amazing. I support this. It is like the best feeling. I remember when I did it the first time two years ago. And I just like had a glass of wine and I was like, but I really need to shower because I was like going somewhere and I didn't and I was like, oh. Bitch, just drink it in the shower. Your mama's not here. Your Whatever. Ma- your mama. And the fourth wave of feminism was born. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Help. Yes. We yes. are canceled. Yes. <laughs> yes. I won't drink. Sh- I I won't drink rosé in the shower. It's too sacred to me. But Chardonnay. Okay. I will happily drink wow, in the shower. At least you have some boundaries. <laughs> I don't know. You all take such good care of yourselves. I feel like my self-care is just like stopping myself from hurting myself. More. <laughs> uh, like at the moment. I don't re- know how to do that. <laughs> like at the moment I have, um, I, I, I started doing this a lot in the last year of just like, whenever I realize that I'm getting really upset and the source is scrolling on Twitter or Instagram, I'm like, cool, guess what? You might be 30, but you're a fucking child and you can't emotionally handle this. So I'm going to take this away from you. I'll just be my own mother, my own father, put myself in social media timeout, delete the app off of my phone until I'm like, until you're ready to handle this again. So I'm doing that right now to myself because I was getting too upset at the online. Mm -hmm. Um, Other things, I don't know, like, I make myself go to therapy. I don't know. I call if I'm having, if I'm crying or having a panic attack, I make myself call one of my friends because like, uh, there's something, even though it's like super uncomfortable and brings you lots of discomfort and pain to like focus on all the reasons why you're upset. Sometimes there's a, you want to stay in that, uh, uncomfortable feeling and that upsetness and Mm -hmm. bad feelings because it's familiar and there's comfort in the familiarity. Mm. But if you really think about it, you might see that okay like 
you want to not be upset. So go, I don't know, for me, a solution has always been to just like go call a friend and Mm -hmm. um, find friends who are just like, yeah, just call me anytime or something. And just talking to someone else is like a great way to lull yourself out of like the the self-pitying spiral you go down of just like, you're fucking worthless. (laughs) And your bangs look terrible. Oh my God, your your bangs bangs are are on point. Your bangs are on point. Your bangs look so good. I can't believe, who put this like, who put this, who put this fishing rod in my hand <laughs> well as long as it's here <laughs> they are excellent no i'm not actually insecure about my banks at all they look amazing <laughs> um yeah well, take, we've fallen take apart. care of yourselves y'all self-care yeah. This episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and also our new home at Forever Dog. <laughs> our producer is the spaghetti to our meatball, <laughs> Alexandra De Palma. <laughs> our social media manager is the human sparkle emoji, Christina Tucker. Aww. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, or Joe will have to pay for therapy twice this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, they're going to pay it. for therapy twice Worth anyway. It. Yeah, I'm Fran. You can find me at Fran Squish Co. on any social media you want. I'm Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at www.josephosmondson.com. I am Dennis Norris II, and you can find me on Twitter at the Earl Denden, T-H-E-E-A-R-L-D-E-N-D-E-N. Ah, I'm Heron Walker, and you can find me as a contributor on the website Jezebel.com, and also on Twitter at Heron Walker, H-A-R-R-O-N-W-A-W-K-E-R, and you spelled that right. Spell it right. Uh, find us on Instagram as Gay Sluts Who Read and join us on Facebook and Twitter at Food for Thought Pod, where each week we pin some questions at the top of our page to continue to the, the discussion of this week's episode. Sign up for our newsletter to see an extra delectable list of content and everything else we are reading this week um, at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. And finally, email us with your questions, thoughts, concerns, and dick pics at thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. As always, that's food, the number four, and thoughts spelled how? T-H-O-T. That's the only word I can spell. Next up, we have Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chimamanda, why do you hate trans women? I only think they're half of a feminine woman. You know what I mean. We should all be feminists. We can't all be women. Oh, my God. Oh. Do I think trans women are women? America, nah. And those are all of her books. Do Franzen. Do Franzen next. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 